Hmm. Hold on. I didn't do it. Hold on a sec. What's going on here? Hold well, well, something. I started the stream. I was gonna say my phone just went off, letting me know the stream is going. Oh. Reminded me I should turn my phone down. Where? Oh, where? Oh, wait, wait, wait. You guys have a live image on the, um, at least on my screen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry guys. Yeah, I just need to. Uh, sometimes the buffering takes a little while. And it looks like we're ready to go, everyone. Uh, hey there, everyone, and welcome to another fun-filled episode of the Xbox Roundtable podcast. This is show number 205, the place on Sunday nights for Xbox-related discussions and a little more. As per usual, I'm your host, Invader, and it's wonderful seeing all of you here with us. We've got quite a few topics on the docket, docket for this evening. Tomorrow is the Xbox anniversary stream, that celebration, and we'll give you our thoughts on what could possibly be there, what to expect. As well, Todd Howard recently did an interview. We'll discuss some things he said. More stuff leaked out of the Xbox projects. I mean, wow, a lot of dripping going on there. All that and more. However, first and foremost, let me introduce all the swell guys on the TXR panel. Starting with our very own Tim Dog. Buddy, uh, how you feeling over there? Uh, last week, I'm happy to be here. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Tomorrow's the anniversary, 20 years of Xbox. Um, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on, I think, tomorrow. A lot of stuff to talk about, so happy to be here, and uh, let's get going. Yeah, yeah. Very true. Uh, moving on down the list here, Eric Shockley, pal. How's the week been for you? And we cannot hear Shock. Shockly, buddy, you don't know if you're talking or not. Um, I'll move on to MLD. MLD, brother, how you doing? Hey, doing pretty good here. Just, uh, you know, spending the whole week, uh, like, neck deep into Forza Horizon 5. Love every minute of it. There's just, and just like, I'm, I'm sure we can all agree, there's just an energy in the air right now. It's a great time to be an Xbox fan. I think we're all looking forward to tomorrow and seeing what they bring to the table. So, yeah, lots to talk about. Can't wait to get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally lots of stuff to talk about. Lots and lots and lots. Centurion Pal, my favorite fanboy around. What's up? What is up, guys? It is Sunday night. Time to talk about games and have some fun. I finally got the chance to play the first race of Forza Horizon 5 because my pirated copy finished downloading. No, I'm joking. I don't do that shit. <laughs> but, but no, um, thanks for everybody for tuning in. This is going to be an awesome show, fun topics, great people here. Let's do this. All right. Yeah, no, there are a lot of really cool topics tonight. Can, cannot wait to get into all of them. And let's see, going back to Eric Shockley. Buddy, you there? Hmm. All right. Can't hear shock at the moment. Uh, we'll try and get him back. Might have some uh, mic issues going on there, which is kind of weird. Oh, shock. Hmm. It's, it sounds like you're underwater. Discord said it was there, but it's like not. Nah. Oh, there we go. There we go. How you doing, man? 
Let me just switch over. Okay. I was just, I'll figure it out after. Uh, can you hear me now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. No, pretty good. I've uh, just been on, uh, just got them, or just was playing some Shin Megami Tensei Five on the on the Switch. There's a, a few performance issues, but overall pretty good. Um, definitely jump on that if you're a JRPG fan or played any of the Persona games. Um, but been playing a lot of GTA <laughs> trilogy, uh, despite of its many flaws. <laughs> uh, it's still a good time because those games are still awesome. Um, and a lot of the music that's been reported from every major outlet saying there's like 40 songs missing, there isn't. There's like Billy Jean missing, like pretty much any dead artists are missing. That's dead artists plus Ozzy, <laughs> um, are not in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's definitely some, uh, I don't, cause even the, it's funny cause the, the Grove street games that did these ports did the iOS ports of the original and I played those and those played just fine and were great and have quality of life improvements for missions, especially. But some of the stuff I've seen of this where it's, I was playing vice city and I'm sitting in a limo in one of the missions and rain is coming through the car. Like I'm outside. <laughs> so rain, it's just like, like hail dude. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I've seen some of the stuff. from those games. Not- that bad or at least i haven't maybe i haven't encountered rain at night R- rain in dur- during the day it looks it looks fine i've been watching you know, uh, review terrible, tech and but... he's been doing like a whole series of movie of uh, content drops on that and he's been showing some of the stuff and oh my gosh the the beginning mission for san andreas it like i mean like i love the tweet where the guy put it on there he's like my eyes hurt just from watching yeah yeah, I think a lot more of it's in San Andreas from the character models and stuff. Because I saw that uh, the one that's supposed to play the porn star in Vice City, when I saw her on the boat, and when you're in like that mission cutscene when you first go on Cortez's boat, and he like introduces you to every major person that you'll meet later, she didn't. She looked normal, but there is a picture of her going around. That's like this weird. I don't know, abomination. I'm like, she didn't look like that, and maybe she'll look, look different when in the actual, like, as a player or something. But, yeah, hopefully they fix that. It, I, I just don't. And Grove Street Games, even though I guess apparently that's, you know, Grove Street from San Andreas, I guess they're not actually. I thought they were part of Rockstar. I guess they're not from what people are saying. Um, but I just don't understand how you mess that up. It's like you had the perfect oh. games. Okay, just... And they and it was a lot of it was AI, uh, like because you look at the street signs. So that hot dog was like uh, something about another man's, you know, meat. But now it says heat because they had to make it more politically correct. Of course they well, did. No, <laughs> the, well there was the top. Remember the top fun it's supposed to be like Top Gun, but it's a, it used to say Top Fun. Well, in cursive it had a, like an F, but. It kind of looked like a B, but there is a little cross on it to make it an F. Mm. Well, the whatever the AI, when it looked at the font, it just turned it into Top Bun, which makes no sense. There's even commercials on the radio that say Top Fun. So now it just doesn't match. Like, they had a lot of AI just up-res stuff, and when it couldn't figure out the spelling, it just 
uh, we'll put instead of air guitar, we'll put AR guitar because the I and the R kind of look like they're mashed together because the old textures <laughs> back Ooh. then because they're kind of blurry. Mm, but oh it's just so sloppy for something that should have just been a home run. I, I don't understand. But. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen a lot of images popping up, and, you know, a lot of time it's unfair to a game, you know, you take a still image, and it can just ruin the reputation for that game right there, but, yeah, there, there's there's a lot going on around it, and a lot of people, you, you know... You got it on PC, I, it's, they took it from you for three days now, and you yeah. gave them money, they didn't give you any refund. That's right. I don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, they shut down the launcher, um, uh, this, the the Rockstar game launcher, basically cutting off everybody from their entire Rockstar games library. Uh, it's back up and running now, and the but you still cannot play the definitive edition yeah. or whatever it's called. Um, but yeah, those games, uh, I guess Rockstar has been inundated with a lot of refund requests for that game to the point where they have like now a pre-filled out form that they have created for people to fill out. <laughs> and you got to have like, you know, the day your purchase number and all this other stuff and you just send it to them. And I guess they might give you your money back. I haven't heard much on that, but they're also, uh, they're also d doing DCMA, uh, takedown notices for modders. So basically the modders who did a better job of making the game look clean uh, on the originals have now been uh, asked to basically take down their mods. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's like all of a sudden Take-Two is starting to clean house, and it's really, really – they're being dumb. I'm just going to be up front. Yeah, it's pretty rough. Luckily, the originals are obtainable, very obtainable, reverse engineered. I can let you know if you want to find out later. Just let me know. <laughs> oh, the, 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 right now version, the PC, the PC uh, version uh, I just remembered the PC version of the game was taken down because the hot coffee mm -hmm. mod that would have gotten the game the adult rating back uh, in the day yeah. uh, made it the I guess the develop like it seems like a rush job this whole thing seems like a rush job when you really look at it apparently well, they didn't the even take out the unlicensed music that's probably the bigger issue is that because that's a that's a big no no you can't do that yeah, Grove Street, I guess, or the company who did it. Uh, if you go in and look at the code of the game, they found the hot coffee mod in there. It wasn't supposed to be in there, and now and <laughs> they, they, found ha they had to take the game like, this down. This broken, uh, but uh -huh. here we'll do this to the developer. The developer <laughs> notes are the fun one. I've never seen that before ever. <laughs> oh man, yeah, it just it does seem like a bit of a rough job, but uh, which is you know really disappointing mm -hmm. considering. Take Two and Rockstar have so much money that they don't know what to do with it, and yeah, it just it does seem like a lazy job, a lazy uh, bunch of ports. But uh, I don't know, guys. I guess we'll see in the next couple of days. Uh, you know what kind of a response they get. Oh, it is just not looking too good. Um, before we get right into the thick of things, just to let everyone everyone tuning in uh, know that TXR has a giveaway going on for the limited edition Forza Horizon Five controller. It's got a really unique design to it. Really, it's a perfect addition to any collector or, like, any Forza fanatic. Uh, to participate, there's a link in the description for, to this uh, video to uh, a Gleam. And just follow the, the directions on how to enter. The giveaway ends on November 23rd. So enter away. The clock is ticking, guys. It's a nice-looking controller. I'm already seeing a comment in the chat that it's a beautiful, it's a really beautiful controller. I agree, it's nice looking. And again, guys, do yourself a favor, get on this, and uh, yeah, not too far away now. It's uh, 
we're really excited to give this away. Um, all right, let's uh, go into the first topic tonight, get right down to business. And it looks like uh, we got something to look forward to tomorrow, guys, which is the Xbox Anniversary Celebration. It will feature a look back at the past uh, 20 years of Xbox. Uh, Microsoft did already state that uh, not to expect new game announcements, but obviously they did not, you know, they did not, like, rule out any already known games. Uh, Tim Bud, it uh, looks like we're in for a real treat tomorrow. What do you think we should expect to see uh, tomorrow at the Celebration Show? Uh, you know, it's a very good question. I really don't know. Um, part of me thinks that they could have uh, a lot of nice announcements, maybe some BC stuff, backwards compatibility. Uh, as uh, you know, there's been a bunch of games that have been mysteriously updated. And pretty cool games too. Fable Three, Max Payne. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a bunch of them that that've been listed. Um, part of me thinks that it's going to be just about nostalgic and and uh, that type of stuff. But uh, the other part of me thinks that the, that this is a pretty big deal. So they might have something. So I'm I'm you know uh, you know I, I kind of am going into this with low expectations, but I kind of do want something. Uh, or something pretty cool. I don't know whether it's an existing update on a game. Uh, they did say no game announcements, right? No new game announcements. That's correct. But they didn't rule out uh, existing games, like you said. Now, the only thing is is that uh, you have the fact that the Game Awards are, I think, a month away. And they are going to have some stuff there. I know that that's going to happen. So uh, some would say, are they going to keep it for saved for that that portion, or are they going to have some stuff tomorrow? But either or, I'm excited. It's supposed to be one o'clock tomorrow Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I, I think it's uh, oh, nine o'clock. You uh, know, I think it's ten actually. Uh, on the west, on the west coast, nine, nine, uh, one o'clock for the uh, eastern coast, and I'm gonna say they're gonna have some cool stuff, but uh, I don't know how far they're gonna go. But I'm I'm excited to be honest. I, I kind of like have a feeling that they're gonna have something. It could be the Halo thing that's rumored, um, which I don't understand because that kind of conflicts with. Forza, but if it is, I think that that's pretty cool anyway, if it does mm-hmm. actually happen. So uh, I, I'm going into it um, more excited than, than, I, than I thought I would be, and uh, my clock is set, and I'm ready to see what they got. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you do bring up a good point, uh, Timmy. Like, the Game Awards is... You know, obviously a few weeks away, so they're going to space out announcements. And I do think that they will have a presence at the Game Awards. If I'm looking at this event and I'm looking at the history of Xbox the past 20 years, I, again, this is just my opinion, but I would want to showcase IP that, again, they have a connection to the past, to the original Xbox, and just the legacy. I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I would not be surprised if we saw something Fable-related to uh, Playground Games Fable. I know that they had... Oh! 
I mean, you know, just you know, just throwing a an idea out there. I mean, they did like again, maybe I'm reading into too much here, but you know, they did. I, I think I looked at Playground Games like social media accounts like Twitter, and they changed it to Fable. So like, you know, they don't just do that on a whim. So I'm just kind of thinking, I don't know. Maybe they'll uh, showcase like again. Maybe they'll want to do a small, you know, little Halo, uh, not Halo, uh, Fable trailer. You never know. But that's just me. What do you guys think on this? Could we see, like, uh, a Fable there? Could we see, like, I don't know, maybe something uh, like a Forza Motorsport trailer or something like that? Again, because they're not showcasing anything new, but could we see something that's already been announced uh, like those IP? I mean, there's a there's a good chance of that. I mean, if I had to put my cards on anything, I think it would be Fable, because I'm thinking like for the Game Awards, Xbox has always come out strong every year for the last two years at least. I think we might see things like a Vow there, or they might bring Fable over there. I think the big guns will be safe for that. Um, I think we're gonna see more of th- things. Uh, uh, like, like Tim was saying before, I think we're gonna, we're gonna get like the legacy stuff tomorrow. And, uh, and like, the newer stuff or, you know, like, the AAA trailers during the Game Awards. Like, I feel like I feel like if they just did a montage of all the legacy stuff that Xbox has done, I feel like in the end, the comment sections online will, will be, like, disappointed. I feel like they got to give us something. But if they did, like, a giant frame boost drop, a BC Games Editions, I think that alone will be worth, like, watching the show. It'll be, like, a nice little treat for gamers to tie this over until the game awards. But I definitely think Fable, eh, I think Fable's due for another trailer. Maybe not a gameplay trailer, but something that gives us more of an idea of what we can expect. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not saying we'll see a lot. I'm not saying that we, we will see, like, a huge paler, a trailer revealing everything. It's just, I don't know. It just seems like the timing, Playground Games, they finally released, again, Forza Horizon 5. Technically, they, they yeah they could showcase something Fable related if they wanted to since uh, again uh, Horizons out, or there was a good idea in the chat guys like what what if we had like a like a Fable collection like Fable one two and three in a collection kind of similar to like Master Chief collections of you know like a bundle or something like that except they're all like updated you know that'd be kind of nice you know so I think that would that would be pretty cool in my opinion. Um, like, I, I could see them, like, again, touching on the history of Xbox. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they brought back, like, some celebrities that were connected to the the original launch. I saw that. I know that The Rock, Dwayne uh, The Rock Johnson's really close with Xbox, and uh, he's been kind of uh, vocal the past couple of months about the brand. Hey, we could maybe we'll, we could see him make a surprise return. Hard to say. Mm-hmm. Maybe we get Bill Gates and him, uh, they could re, uh, re-envision when the first time that they came out. Uh, if you guys remember Bill Gates when he unveil- uh, when he showed the Xbox, uh, OG Xbox, I think The Rock was there. So, uh, you know, as far as the Fable stuff, uh, it's interesting you bring that up. If you remember um about three weeks back there was an announcement that the teased by xbox global twitter or whatever there yeah and they said um 
you know, they said something about Fable and that we're, we're, we're going to embark, embark on a new journey tomorrow. And then it was like, oh, no, that's all made up. Uh, just disregard. It was kind of weird. So I, I, I could see something like that. I just, I know that they had something that's going to at least make us talk. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't think that they're going to, I don't think you should go into this thinking this is like a game show, a right. game award, or, or a game show, or something expect something there uh, i think you more or less if you want that you're gonna have to wait for the game awards but i i'm not gonna put a pass in that, that that they could surprise us with some type of um announcement you know what i mean because uh it looks like it's they're gearing up for it and um if they really didn't have anything i think that they wouldn't be as uh, you know, like uh, as gearing up as they are. I, I'm kind of very interested to see how this is going to play out. Mm -hmm. Like you saw what happened with the Xbox Twitter account, right? It went like, oh, it did not exist. It kind of like went off for a little bit and then it just kind of popped up again. Like they're creating a lot of uh, talk around Xbox for different reasons. It's just interesting. Everyone's like, well, what's going on here? And it just sounds like they're... I don't know, they're really gearing up for something, and just nobody knows what it is. And then you have, like you had mentioned, Tim, too, there's this rumor going around about Halo Infinite, the multiplayer, dropping during the show. Uh, some people have, you know, some people who usually have some insider information, they're like, yeah, you know, it sounds like it's going to happen. And then some others are saying, no, you know, it maybe, you know, it's probably going to release November 8th. It's hard, I don't know, it's really hard to say. I don't have any answers to that myself, but... With it being the, you know, it's a pretty big milestone this anniversary, plus with Halo. I don't know. I mean, it it could happen. It could very well happen, but it just, I, I really don't have that answer. Uh, Centurion, mm -hmm. pal, uh, what's your take on all this? Uh, do you think that we'll get, like, a nice little, uh, like, announcement of, like, oh, Halo's dropping right here, right now, the multiplayer? What do you think? I've seen that going around on social media. I've seen some people say November fifteenth. I've seen a couple others say that it's going that that whole that whole announcement is actually going to be delayed by a few days. It might not be exactly November fifteenth. They might uh, go a couple days. You know, hey, we're going to release it on this day, just a couple days after the show. Um, I really think that would be amazing. It would be absolutely awesome. I'd be excited. I'd love to bring some friends that I've told the, the beta, told them about the beta and all the fun I've had. I'd like for them to play with me, and I know they'd have a blast. Everyone here would have a blast. Uh, but if I really think about it, you know, let's just – the show itself is honestly going to be a celebration of Xbox and gaming. Like, uh, I really liked – uh, what the individual Seamus Blackley said on his Twitter account uh, when he said that it was the fans that supported a console that came from the company who made Microsoft, Ex I mean, who made Excel, and that, you know, they had to explain to, the, like, their significant others or their parents or the person, the people around them at the time that it was okay to get a console from the company that created Excel um, because they, they did, they were very ambitious, you know, Microsoft really wanted to try to do this. Uh, yeah, Bill Gates brought it out on stage. Uh, this was right round, it was the year 2000, the Attitude Era was still cooking hot in the WWF, 
and we did have Dwayne the Rock Johnson come out there and basically help lay the smackdown on the on the uh, gaming industry with the release of the console and I remember them both on stage uh, I've even made jokes about like how come we can't get the rock back on stage again to help release another console uh I'm excited, though, for what they are going to show, and that's going to be just the celebration of everything that got us to right here. Um, like I've said previously before, uh, we're talking about the company that made it okay to drag your console and television with you to your friend's house for a LAN party, uh, the company who made it possible for you to buy your games digitally to begin with. It was something that a lot of companies thought were taboo. Um, they also helped uh, champion the idea of creating hardware uh, for those with uh, handicapped disabilities with the uh, adaptive controller. There's a lot of things to be championed about Xbox just outside of games in itself because they've actually helped fundamentally change the idea of how games are delivered and how games are played. Um, and you know, and I also like what Mike Lowry says right here in the the chat we also could see them bring up the halo tv series i mean let's really think about that when that console first came out halo was just it was just a very you know it was a shooter now 2021 we, we got a television show on showtime that that's a complete mind blow right there if you really think about you know the people who helped birth the xbox into the industry now we're st talking about hey yeah you're one of your launch titles is becoming a showtime series that's going to probably explode like crazy um, there is definitely a lot to tune in for. I really do believe in my heart that there is going to be some surprises for us. Um, I think you actually hit the nail on the head. There probably is going to be something there from Fable just because it fits. It, they're, they've already said they want to, you know, they're not going to show new games, but technically Fable has already been shown, so that doesn't exactly fit into that category. Um, but... I'm going to be tuning in for sure. I'm going to be avoiding social media that day because I got to work. And so I got to basically turn off my uh, my Twitter notifications so that way I don't open my phone and see anything that's revealing. I just want to come home, turn on this showcase, this celebration of Xbox's 20 years, and just find out exactly uh, what Microsoft uh, is going to champion and surprise us with. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, let's see. Oh, AI, I gotta say this. Kid Smooth in the, uh, the chat with the $5 super chat. Buddy, thanks for, uh, tuning in. He says, what up? What up, buddy? Thank you very much for tuning in. We gotta get you back on sometime. I, I know, uh, with the weapon wheel, it can be a little uh, difficult time-wise, but, uh, man, love your voice, uh, in the, in the Xbox community. You are awesome. Um, yeah, it's gonna be really interesting to see, guys. Again, the, the show starts at... 1 p.m. Eastern time. I'll be working, so I'll have to catch this uh, well after. But I'm pretty sure that we'll have again. They'll, like they'll talk about the history of it. I'm pretty sure there'll be again some key people there uh, from. You think the... any more backwards compatible titles be announced? Yes. Uh, well, it's funny you mentioned that, Shockley, because we uh, we've seen different. Well, there there's these different. Uh, things popping up online for various games i've seen max Payne, uh, i think dead or alive and a bunch of other titles that are popping up that people are saying oh uh these are getting rated for various reasons in different countries and it's like oh are these going to be announced as backwards compatible the backwards compatible team has been quiet for well a little while now and it would be nice on I mean, it would be fitting, wouldn't it, on the the, the celebration of Xbox again? 
uh, when you're talking about the legacy of Xbox to have a slew of backwards compatible games announced going forward. I mean, I think that would be perfect. Um, the, the backwards compatibility team, Phil Spencer came out uh, just before the Series X and the Series X, the Series S were launched that the backwards compatibility team was being dialed back purely to get the current library as it was at the time to work across all the generations of consoles. But I always knew in the back of my head, it's not like as soon as job's done, we're out of the job, we don't got to keep going. I, I knew that as soon as they got this library working on all the console generations, it was going to be back to business as usual and getting a lot of the old games we all love and play uh, to come forward with us onto these these newer consoles. Correct. Some of the... Sorry, go, go, go. Oh, no, sorry. I was going to say some of the titles that have popped up are Dead or Alive, Manhunt, Max Payne 1 and 2. Oddworld Munch's Odyssey, Red Dead Revolver, Star Wars Clone Wars, Star Wars Episode 3, and Thrillville. And I think there's a few others, but they're just not on this list that I'm looking at. But either way, I mean, yeah, they've been silent for a while. I know exactly what you were talking about, Centurion. Uh, they were making sure that you know all these games previously that they had in their collection worked for the Series X and S launch, uh, which is fantastic on its own, but... Yeah, they have still such a backlog, a back catalog, a library of games that they need to look at and add. Because, again, I would there's still more in my own library that I would like to be able to play. Like, for example, Fear or um, Warhammer dude, 4. Fear, I'd be a day one on that. Yeah, dude, dude, totally. Fear 1, 2, whatever. Like, uh, Warhammer Space Marine and so on. Uh, sorry, MLD, uh, go right ahead, bud. I was just going to say, uh, they even had uh, Max Payne 3 listed in the... Uh xbox store in saudi arabia so even the the whole trilogy might be added to tomorrow you know Ooh. so lots of games going around yeah. see i don't think they've been exactly too silent because i mean look at like all of a sudden xbox discovered that just with some simple coding they could get frame boosts um and obviously peak performance out of these games um just through how good the hardware was and a little bit of coding and I honestly think that was probably more than likely done in the backwards compatibility team where somebody was just playing around with the game and they were just like, have you seen how the game's reacting to the hardware? And they probably showed somebody and that's when all of a sudden now we we literally have a frame boost section on our games now to actually help us determine like what games have been boosted by the hardware. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, guys... Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, it's going to be like a massive event with all these different uh, things going on, with all these different announcements. It's certainly, you know, again, it's going to be, again, more of a celebration than actual, like, trailer for this, trailer for that. I mean, from the sounds of things. But either way, like, it, it does sound like we will have a lot to look forward to. They're going to put on a nice show. I mean, at least I hope. And again, they'll you know they'll they'll celebrate Xbox and not only just Xbox but Xbox fans as well because again, we're a big part of uh, you know growing the console and that legacy, and Xbox is all about the fans, right? So, again, hopefully uh, you know we get some nice little treats there, whether it be backwards compatible games, uh, you know, a new trailer for something that we already know about. But either way, I'm happy. I'm happy. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, what's going on. And I see a lot of excitement in the chat, too. You know, again, what can be added to these backwards compatible lists? What what else will they show and so on? Who will appear at this? Well, just again, it has me really interested. Um, 
But yeah, guys, anything else to add to this before we move on? Uh, anything else to add about the uh, celebration? All right. All right. We will uh, move on to some other news then. But yeah, guys, remember, tune in tomorrow. It's going to be interesting. And by the way, I have my uh, Xbox uh, Celebration 20th Anniversary controller on the way. Ooh, it, I, I actually, I got a notification that it was delayed <laughs> a few days ago. But uh, oh, it looks like it's coming in the mail. Same. Yeah, there we go. There we it's go. It's like, it's like uh, they said to be here on the 15th. And now it says 16th. I'm like, well, that's because you shipped it out on Saturday afternoon. That's why. Right, right. Well, oh, from the looks of it, I, I should be able to get it either tomorrow. I mean, yeah. it's not too far from where I last was tracking it, so eh, see what happens. I was a little surprised with Best Buy and getting my hands on a controller. They literally next day aired that thing to get it here on the on launch day. Because my wife opened it up when I was at work saying, what did you just have next day aired here? How much did that cost? And it was like, that didn't cost me a thing. That was on Best Buy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still looking to get that uh, limited edition uh, Elite Series 2, uh, the, the Halo Infinite one. But, man, that's going to be a tough one to get. That's going to be a really, really tough one. Um, but, yeah, guys, we will uh, move on to other news. And recently, uh, Starfield game director Todd Howard sat down with IGN and dropped some interesting tidbits regarding... Well, just some Bethesda games in general, some that, are, again, are that are in the works. In particular, the upcoming Starfield and how previous games such as Elder Scrolls, uh, uh, Elder, sorry, Elder Scrolls Skyrim have influenced it. Uh, Centurion Bud, like, what's your takeaway uh, from his interview? Because I know that, like, you're a big Elder Scrolls fan, you're a big Elder Scrolls Online guy. Um, like, what do you think of what Todd was saying? Um, so I am still actually in the process of watching the entire interview. Um, it was actually a pretty lengthy interview. Uh, I did like the breakdown that was, uh, on the IGN website itself of the interview. Um, when it comes to what was said, I actually, I don't mind that Elder Scrolls six has been delayed because that was actually a big thing in, I guess, this whole interview is they really wanted to somehow act like, you know, it was detrimental to gaming that Elder Scrolls six doesn't exist yet. But I really liked how Todd Howard really kind of like roadblocked that real quick um, because they had some downtime uh, just after um, Skyrim. The, they were doing Fallout 4, but then it transitioned into uh, Fallout 76 and also Starfield. Um, and it was basically at the, it was like what uh, Todd Howard referred to is either it's either now or it's never going to happen. And they were really wanting to do something on this scale. And I really like when you hear him talk about Skyrim and all the things they did with Skyrim in the interview, he really wants the next Elder Scrolls 6 to be. A more like basically Skyrim really pushed the envelope. We had Oblivion, which helped push the envelope from Morrowind. Then we had Skyrim push the envelope even further from that um, over Oblivion. And then obviously Skyrim has been like released more times. I mean, you could probably play that thing on your fridge or or a digital toaster if you have one. But Definitely, I think somebody said that that game is set sold like 40, 40 to fifty million copies since its original release. That's insane for starters. Um, but in my mind, there has been an Elder Scrolls game on the market 
everybody just avoids it because it's an MMO. I was there. Um, I was one of those who danced around Elder Scrolls Online forever purely because it's like, oh, it's not a first-person narrative-driven experience. It can be. You could literally just segregate yourself off in that game from everybody and play that game and all the single-player content it had. Obviously, you want to get the full package because some of the stuff does require to have friends to go into dungeons and doing other fun stuff like taking on world bosses. Uh, but that's where by playing the game, you're just going to run into these people over time and you'll make friends just by playing the game and you'll be able to get to that point. But back on to what Todd Howard was saying, they really wanted to make Elder Scrolls VI a leap forward once again, which is where we all heard rumors about how Fallout 76 was to basically start testing the concept of Fall, uh, Elder Scrolls uh, Elder Scrolls VI. There's too many sixes. Elder Scrolls VI um, actually having a multiplayer concept to the game um and then also he wants to take full advantage of the like look at how starfield like when starfield first got in its creation it was like when i first read the articles this was supposed to be a pc game because hardware tech at least home console hardware tech not pc was the, the console itself was not powerful enough to do what they were wanting to do <clears throat> and ever since the series x and the ps5 oh excuse me sorry ps5 my bad Ever since the Series X, um, they the console hardware has actually gotten to a neck-and-neck neck point with PC. At least it's starting to blur the lines. And Todd Howard and them probably got very excited that now we're able to take this from the PC world and also have it in the console world. And they want to be able to make Elder Scrolls VI a much better experience than in Skyrim. And one of the things he alluded to was like how people interacted with the NPCs and the AI. In Skyrim, they're just like drones. As same in um, same in Elder Scrolls Online. These are just NPC characters that just drone around, uh, following one path to another. And if you encounter them, they give you just this just generalized blank statement. Or, or if they're an actual character, you have to interact with in the game. They'll they just give general statements. Like there's really no life to them if you really think about it. And that's something he really wants to push even further is he wants these worlds to be very, very living and breathing. I mean, like using Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, as an example, some of the NPCs in this game literally walked predetermined paths that could last 15 to 20 minutes. Like you could follow one and it would take you on this grand adventure across the map uh, purely because that's just how much depth they put into the NPCs. And I think that's where Todd Howard is really wanting to take technology for these games even further by creating an Elder Scrolls uh, 6 experience that's going to completely blow all the other Elder Scrolls games out of the water. He even alluded to how the the this like with Starfield, they actually are using a new version of the creation engine, right. and Elder Scrolls 6 is also being used on this new version of the creation engine. So this is going to literally be an Elder Scrolls we haven't seen. Yeah. I mean, granted, there was a lot of information. I, I do realize that it was a lengthy interview, but it had a lot. Oh, we could have a whole show yeah. on that interview. Yeah, exactly. And it was very well detailed because, I, I mean, I found it very interesting. He actually did drop quite a few tidbits. I mean, like all this stuff you were saying, for example, he was talking about, you know, the skill system, like how it would be very, like for Starfield, it'd be very similar to how Skyrim's is, albeit probably more advanced. Uh, it was interesting him like talking about setting release dates again for Starfield. I think it comes out 
next uh, next November, actually, November 11th. And, you know, the, him and Ryan McCafferty were talking, like, you know, about how, you know, how can you have it set in stone already? And then it's just like, well, you know, I mean, he didn't give a concise answer, but to me it sounds like that they're really confident with that date, right? Especially with the way that things are, you know, that have been the past year and a half, right? Because so many games get delayed. So, if I mean, if they're pretty confident with that, the game is in a playable state, he said. So, I mean, granted, there's still a lot to work on, but at the same time, you know, the game do- is shaping up to be, again, like, it just, it's it's sounding like it's uh, in a really good state at the moment. Uh, there are hints at it being more RPG-focused, like you were saying, like, better AI, which, you know, one can hope because the AI, let, let, let's admit it, in Bethesda games isn't exactly uh, award-winning, per se, like, against Skyrim. Somebody take your sweet role. No, I still remember that damn comment. <laughs> well, one of, one of the things that he said that about the release was that it's written in pen rather than pencil. And I thought yeah. that, that was pretty telling um, because obviously with pencil, you can erase it and change it. So I do feel that they're really looking to re- release it next year, 2022. And I do feel that they're going to hit that date. Um, and overall, uh, yeah, I agree with everyone's sentiment. You know, they, 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 this like I mean I've joked around about it like this game Starfield they're looking for it not to just be a big game they're looking for it to be you know uh, to set to like to to be a huge you know trend setting game and I love that and I think that's the great thing about Bethesda is, is that they have the confidence and um. I really, I feel like they have the right, uh, the right prescription for a great, great game, and um, you know if they can bring Skyrim to this new world, and you know, uh, you know, build off of that, I, I, I have a feeling that Starfield's going to be uh, a tremendously big game, and it's going to be beloved and. Uh, I believe, too, that it was part of the reason why Xbox bought uh, Bethesda. I mean, I heard rumors that that was the game that was shown that blew them away. So, you know, uh, as far as everything's concerned, um, you know, they are hype masters and they are good at what they do. And uh, one of the other things he said that they're going to show off the game most likely in the summer, and you know they're gonna show it off uh, fully. So uh, I'm really excited, and uh, I think that they're gonna uh, have a big, big, huge hit on their hands. Yeah. Tim. So to add, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just want to add, on. like, the Skyrim map back in the day was only around 37 kilometers squared. The map on Elder Scrolls Online is around 400 kilometers squared. If Starfield is built on this scale, this game is going to be absolutely effing huge. Wow. See, I didn't realize that. I, I did not know that uh, that fact. That's amazing. I mean, I know it's a large game, uh, Elder Scrolls Online, but damn, that's... Uh, 
that's a that's a big one uh, but yeah again uh, going back to starfield it's just you can tell with todd and bethesda that this is a passion project for them starfield i mean todd even said that you know if they didn't start making star uh starfield after fallout 4 again it would be a while before they even had this opportunity to to make it because it sounded like again they had a bunch of games already planned in the pipeline you know whether it be again elder scroll 6 because they had announced that and so on the next fallout is eventually going to come uh and this was the right time for them to make this new game and from the sounds of it again uh todd howard and bethesda and everyone involved like it just sounds like a lot of their creative juices and energy they're really excited about this title and and like tim was saying too i mean you know microsoft xbox you know when you're looking into buying a a studio a publisher no less and you got this game coming out, this the next big RPG, the next big uh, game that could very well be generation-defining from this studio, and they believe in it that much. They're pouring so much of their heart and soul into it. It's like, you know, that's something to keep an eye on. So, I'm, again, I'm, I'm very curious about Starfield and just uh, these comments by Todd. Like, I cannot wait to see more of it. Uh, there were some comments, some commentary about Elder Scrolls 6 because, again, like, Todd said that he was very happy with, like, Skyrim and Elder Scrolls Online, and, you know, people were talking about the gaps between Elder Scrolls, like, uh, 5 to 6, that it's not ideal, but again, they really wanted to make Starfield because you're looking at, what, a 12 to... 15 year gap you know mo- you know that you would have like again 15 call of duties within that time frame right so not ideal but at the same time you know they're focusing on other things and they're putting more time into it uh did anyone catch the indiana jones talk the little tidbits uh centurion i have not made it to that point yet that's what i'm looking forward to because Let's be up front. Uh, Todd Howard is an amazing artist. I've always enjoyed his presence on stage. I've always enjoyed his personality and how, like, in your face he can be about just, like, you know, like I said, like I tell everybody, I've been enamored with Todd Howard since the day he walked out on stage screaming, are you ready for some effing games? And that was, like, during the Bethesda E3 conference, I think, in, like, 2016, um totally he's he's a very good artist at what he does he's a very passionate developer and like let's let's be upfront life is a very short thing for us all and i'm pretty sure todd howard does not want to devote every ounce of his creation and his life to elder scrolls even though it's a great game and he enjoys it and there's other passion projects he would love to get out into the wild before his time is up in the gaming industry and so yeah he definitely put Elder Scrolls on Elder Scrolls 6 on pause because he even knew that Elder Scrolls Online was there to help kind of soften that whole that whole gap because it's still it's still an Elder Scrolls game it's not just it's not like Skyrim though regretfully um but definitely I'm glad he wanted to push Starfield into the world I'm glad that he's also now finding time to actually do um indiana jones um and we're probably gonna see a very significant gap a gap between um what is it fallout 4 and fallout 5 but we're gonna still have other great bethesda titles that are gonna have todd howard's names on them to fill those gaps Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's correct. Well, I just he he made a, just a couple of comments. One that he loves the Indiana Jones IP. He loves the movies and so on. Which again, it's always great uh, when a game director says that. But apparently, he said he pitched it to Lucasfilm about ten years ago, but just nothing, you know, came to fruition. But then later, he had pitched it to Machine Games, I guess once Machine Games was attached and acquired by Bethesda, and they wanted to do it, and then they went back to LucasArts, and yeah, it got approved. So this is something that they wanted to do for a while, saying, you know, that they had some, you know, some cool ideas for it. So again, like, that's just exciting to me, guys. Like, I'm an Indiana Jones fan. Honestly, like, I don't know so much about the next movie in the works. Uh, I'm not too excited for that. But uh, this game, uh, I'm really curious about. Really curious about. You're not, you're not looking forward to Indiana Jones and the Hunt for Geritol? No, I'm joking. <laughs> Harrison Ford is still a great actor, but still, I know. I, I definitely want to say they're pushing Harrison Ford a little hard to try to do that movie. And I think that, you know, they were trying to do something with the Crystal Skull and Shia LaBeouf to try to pass that torch, and that didn't work out at all. And so I'm very curious myself on how Indiana Jones, the next movie, is going to go. But this is where I think it was the perfect storm because, Mm. uh, well, at least the perfect time for them to pitch this to LucasArts because obviously now LucasArts is actually under uh, the Disney banner. They were part of the deal with uh, when they bought out the the lucas film and everything that was george lucas right and obviously like we all saw that a developer dropped the ball when it came to the star wars franchise by only pushing out like literally two two mediocre multiplayer games and one really good first person experience in jedi fallen order and definitely now they're starting to look at all these other ips that are technically at their disposal and i'm pretty sure that the, like at least the old powers that be over at lucas arts probably never just shrugged it off but now at disney they're just like well wait a minute we never thought about doing an indiana jones game i think this could be perfect and i'm just curious on what other titles because lucas arts actually has some really good sci-fi and fantasy titles underneath them outside of star wars and it would be really amazing to see some of them get resurrected into the gaming world. Yeah, I know you'll be first in line to play a Willow game, right, Centurion? <laughs> that would be a very... Dude, Willow. see, that, that's the what a lot of people don't realize is Willow was actually done uh, under, under LucasArts with Industrial Light and Magic, mm-hmm. but it was directed by Steven Spielberg, and George Lucas is actually under the credits, I believe, as one of the producers that helped him do it mm-hmm. because he was too busy concentrating on the Star Wars franchise at the time. <laughs> yeah i know way too much about film fantasy <laughs> well again like there's still a lot that we have to find out about this indiana jones game it's even brought up in the chat you know it, it would be nice to know i mean if this game is exclusive i mean like i like again they haven't like flat out stated anything but it would be nice to know like just a confirmed you know is this only for xbox platforms how is this deal like you know what's the you know just some confirmation on like the you know the different uh, logistics and details of things but you know. i'm on the i'm in the timed camp like timed exclusive because uh the kotor thing as you can see over on the playstation side is timed exclusive um i i'm pretty sure that disney i'm i'm really curious because like it's kind of funny how Everybody always says like money, you know, money can get you what you really want, but honestly, it doesn't always fall that way. Like in what I do in my job, I'm responsible for negotiating with companies to bring in new products. 
but some of these companies actually want to limit the amount of competition goes on to companies that they're already doing business with. I actually had one company, I offered him, like he literally in the negotiation was like, well, to play ball, we would need a half million dollars a year. And I even told them, okay, no problem. And he literally changed his story, not even five minutes later, like, well, we can't really want to create competition. He thought, he threw out an arbitrary number he thought that I wasn't going to agree to. And he got completely shocked. I said, let's go for it. And then he changed his tune. I'm really curious on how Sony is worded, what they got going on with Marvel. I think somehow Sony has twisted the contracts with Marvel to where they have to have like the first offerings when it comes to exclusives, when it comes to Marvel. But we haven't really seen anything outside of Marvel really go exclusive anywhere. I think with Star Wars, we're just going to see a timed exclusive on the PlayStation side that will eventually come to Xbox. And with Indiana Jones, I think it's going to follow suit because I'm pretty sure um, Disney doesn't want to make the mistake in the long run of limiting how much money these games can make by just restricting them to one platform. Well... Again, like, we don't know exactly how this IP is going to turn out. Like, I'm just assuming it's going to be, like, a third-person adventure game, but hard to say. Um, we have such little details on the title, other than, again, I'm, I'm just excited for an Indiana Jones game, another adventure game. I, th I don't know, I might, like, again, if it's anything similar to, like, how Uncharted is or how Tomb Raider is... I don't know. It might be an Xbox's best interest to, you know, get the get the rights and the, the exclusive. PlayStation might not even be interested in wanting to have it on the platform because they probably wouldn't want something to compete against the Uncharted series because they're they have a Nathan Drake movie coming out. Uh, I've already seen. Uh, I think, as a matter of fact, uh, what's his name? Uh, the gentleman who played uh, the last Spider-Man. Um, I forget. Jake Tom, Willenthal. I forget. Tom Holland. Uh, I guess. Tom Holland, yeah, I think Tom Holland is playing uh, Nathan Drake. Yeah, Mark, yeah and Mark Wahlberg is Sully. <laughs> yeah. It's still, but uh, it just, I don't, I don't think that PlayStation would maybe want that on their console because of all that, they probably would want to not kind of clue people in on the originator of this action adventure. You know, come on, I mean, Indiana Jones has been a, like a, a staple household name for many years. But due to lack of using him in the film industry, he's starting to kind of fade away, which is where Nathan Drake has kind of replaced it. More people probably know more. A lot of younger gamers probably know more about Nathan Drake than they do Indiana Jones. Well, I mean, for me personally, I feel like when you have a third party involved, and that would be Lucas Interactive, that they can force your hand in a, in a certain way. Mm -hmm. uh, and it wouldn't be the end of the world if that's the only exclusive that Xbox has to put out uh, or, or non-exclusive multiplat because, you know, like the third-party involvement of Lucas. Uh, same thing with, like, the show and the, the you know, when Major League Baseball got involved and they had to re-up the contract. You know, basically, they said, "Well, we don't want to. We don't want you guys restricted. We want to make the most money for the most people. We want the, you know, to the biggest, uh, you know, available, you know, people to to purchase." So, uh, it's kind of up in the air. The one thing that we do know is day one in Game Pass, and uh, that's awesome. Um, but uh, that is one game, though. I do think that the exclusivity talk that we've always had with Bethesda. 
uh, that might actually turn out to be, you know, something where it has to show up on PlayStation. Uh, but, it, you know, if I'm Xbox, uh, because of Sony's attitude towards things like KOTOR and, you know, other things like Spider-Man and stuff like that, uh, I'm going to try to make it exclusive if, if I can. Um, you know, uh, I do think that they want to have exclusivity. Uh, you know, I think that at one point when we talked about exclusive exclusivity and, and, uh, Xbox, like it was real critical for them to lock down Bethesda. I don't know if you obviously remember it about last year. Yeah. We were all well, well, uh, you know, uh, well deep into it and you know we had our opinions i just feel though honestly i feel that xbox is at the point where um it is going to be making it's going to be making marketably more games than sony and you're going to have more exclusivity on xbox than anywhere else through the fact that they have more studios and then they have sarah bonds who's doing deals with Sega and doing all these types of things. Xbox Global, as Miles uh, Dampier, uh, Miles of, of Windows Central, uh, you know, pointed out that this is a way for them to cultivate relationships and to kind of power, uh, you know, uh, exclusives um, in a way where they don't have to purchase, you know, have 40 studios or whatever. Um you know, and we're going to talk about it, and well, I think that's our last subject. You know, there's so many leaks and there's so many games. This stuff is real, and you know how many stuff that we've talked about that's rumored. And the scary thing is, is that it's real. And you know, you saw Joe Neat kind of break down and and say, you know, it's shitty that all these leaks are coming out. Um, that's another discussion, but. All that's doing right there is it's, you know, giving validations to the leaks. So with that being said, like, I, I just feel like the games that uh, Xbox is really getting, it's exclusivity is not going to become a problem anymore. Uh, so if, if Indiana Jones is like multiplat, there's going to be, you know, seven exclusives that year. Um, at that point, you know what I mean? And, you know, you're not going to pay a battle an eye. You're just going to really know that Xbox is a place for gaming because that's where I think that their mindset's going. And, you know, certain stuff like the stuff that's going on right now, Forza Horizon and, and how popular Halo is, uh, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm going to be very excited to see next quarter's financials and um, how much of a jolt that's going to give Microsoft and, you know, validate all this work that they're doing, uh, you know, and, and putting it into perspective that they can do what I think that they're seeking to do. And and we've talked about it. That's the, you know, game a quarter. Uh, I think it's more like now uh, two games a quarter. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's so much stuff coming from Xbox uh, that I don't think exclusivity is is uh, it's even an issue. It's it's more or less a strength. So one of the best parts of games showing up on the PlayStation side is when you kick them on 
and you see that Microsoft Studios logo right as the game fires up, it puts a smile on my face every time I turn on Deathloop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What were you saying? I think General was trying to say something. I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead, MLD. No worries, no worries. Uh, I think uh, in terms of like exclusivity, I think there's a few things in Xbox's favor so that it gives us a little bit of uh, optimism here. One is that machine games now belongs to Xbox. It's in their interest to, uh, you know, make their work, you know, benefit Xbox. The second is that no platforms were announced when Indiana Jones was announced. But third, I think this is most important, is that it's all Xbox games are day one with not only the Windows Store, which is getting a lot of updates actually to be more accessible, and especially Steam. So that's something that Sony can exactly negotiate with. All their games will go to PlayStation first, and after X amount of years, will then go to PC. Whereas Xbox, you got Windows Store, Steam, and Xbox, and Game Pass all, all day one. So I feel like they can use that to their benefit to say to Disney that we actually have a pretty sizable market that can play our game. Even if it's not on PlayStation, if any one of them has, uh, they can use xCloud. Yeah, even xCloud as well. Uh, their Steam accounts. If, if all it takes is maybe just a little bit of money throwing Disney's way to kind of buy out what they would expect the PlayStation version to do, I think Indiana Jones is more than possible to be exclusive. All they need is a little bit of a cash nudge, maybe. But overall, I think the ecosystem uh, is a great negotiation tactic that I think uh, might be in X- Xbox's favor. So I- I'm-, I'm optimistic about Indiana Jones being Xbox exclusive. Well said. And, and you look at things like Forza Horizon uh, 5, you know, the success that Forza Horizon 5, believe me, industry is taking note. Sony's taking note. Um, this is what Phil always envisioned. And, you know, his tweet, he talked about it. This is, you know, what, what it's becoming. And, you know, when you're, you know, they're at 8.5 million right now, Forza Horizon 5, which is absolutely insane um and probably gonna hit 10 million i would say by wednesday uh yeah you're gonna notice that Uh, you're gonna notice that if you're disney you're gonna notice that if you're anybody else that you know holy crap that these people they're they're hitting these amount of people that can play the game that could potentially buy things in the game whatever whatever the case is um, but yeah, I, honestly, you, you well said that that they they're making the case right now, and um, kind of just with Forza Horizon Five, I think that that's doing numbers that I think we all envisioned Halo to do. Like, and to think Halo is like sitting there, and you know, it just had its its you know a fellow studio uh, playground do what. I don't think I listen. I don't think anybody expected Forza. Forza Horizon Five is very popular, but it took it took a step here where now it's considered, you know, within the top three franchises of 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 uh, Xbox. I mean, it's it's past years, like of far. Like this is becoming a huge, huge franchise. And um, and I think part of it was Game Pass, but part of it was just the way that the game is awesome. It's great, could win Game of the Year, and it's just a super pop, popular, accessible game. But this is all the power of 
what Phil and company has been talking about, and it's coming to a head. People can just access the game through Game Pass, through Steam, through uh, you know Xbox itself, and um, you know uh, when you have that type of power, that's that's bargaining power. And yeah, I mean if they really want to make the exclusive, uh, you know they can, and and I think that that they should definitely try to. But my just overall point is too is, is that if it does fall through the cracks and, and it is multiplied something under the world because they have so much stuff coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's absolutely correct, Tim. There's, <laughs> I mean, there's so much stuff in the pipelines now that again, there's not the same stress on the studios. So you know, when you have over twenty, twenty-five studios, like. Not to mention the the studios that are involved with Xbox Global Publishing. Uh, it takes again, it takes a lot off of the studios to produce like every one to two years. So again, like different situation than it was like three four years ago, which is uh, fantastic. Um, anybody else have anything else to say before we move on to something else? No. Um. I, I actually, I just want to say, I think Starfield is going to hit a lot harder. In the, in the industry than a lot of us realize because I think a lot of gamers they have this bad habit of judging a developer by their last game and in this case it will be Fallout 76 so going from that even though Fallout 76 is, is m- much improved now going from that to Starfield a six-year game developed game with an overhauled engine their most ambitious game ever I think it's just gonna hit like 10 times harder because of their lessons learned from the last game they made. So I, I think that's going to be a great contender for game of the year when said and done. Mm, yeah, no, well yeah. said. Well said. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to Starfield. I, uh, I mean, they keep releasing different concept art for it, and it gets me pretty excited because I really like what I'm seeing. So I cannot wait for the actual gameplay to drop, even though that will be months away, but still, um, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful, and uh, with Microsoft's backing, hopefully, again, we see the fruits of everything. Plus, again, Bethesda, Todd Howard's creativity. Um, But yeah, guys, uh, moving on to uh, some other bits of news. And Xbox-exclusive title, um, The Gunk has had a bit of a re-reveal with a new trailer. It dropped a few days ago, showing off... uh, you know, a couple of the uh, characters that uh, you'll get to know and the alien world. It's got a release date of December 16th, I believe. And naturally, it goes into Game Pass Day 1. Uh, this is a title that kind of went off of the radar when it was announced and uh, just kind of had a, you know, just a sudden uh, drop of info. Uh, Shockley Buddy, uh, what are your impressions of this game? Is this... Uh, does this indie title uh, catch your eye, or is this something that you think, uh, again, uh, considering the date, do you think that it will get missed with all like the big AAA games that are coming out? Yeah, I mean, I think it'll be a nice... Uh, I mean, because everything else got pushed out of, like, other than Halo, like Dying Light and some others got pushed out of December. Um Plus, it dropping in Game Pass at least a few weeks after Halo um, at least gives it some breathing room. But um, yeah, I mean, it could be could it be a surprising title like uh, the Psychonauts 2. How like I don't think any of us expected that to be like 
uh, not that this would, but mentioned in game, uh, a Kickstarter game, no less, being mentioned in like uh, Game of the Year talks um, and how highly praised that game was. Um, but yeah, this game definitely looks pretty interesting from its uh, reading up on its story because um, I thought it was just going to be a lot shallower in tone. Um, but from like reading up on the like, okay, there might be some actual like moral, <laughs> you know, like dilemma choices um, and their story. Um, so yeah, definitely excited to try that out. Um, I haven't seen too much from it other than like the the trailer. Have they shown? I I think I probably missed if they showed like gameplay. Um, I just remember the trailer that when they first announced it. <laughs> Mm, no, I mean, I think you're right. There hasn't been a lot shown of it besides its initial kind mm-hmm. of announcement and then just the uh, the sudden uh, trailer that uh, we've just all recently seen. Um, but, uh, I mean, I, I think it's a pretty cool little title. I, I, I It's a very colorful title. Um, it's a third-person action-adventure from uh, how I'm reading this. Uh, what we got here, like, again, you're visiting, like, a mysterious alien planet with a wealth of natural resources, and you're just trying to discover, like, uh, you know, what's going on with this damaged planet, and, I don't know, it just, it, there seems to be, like you were, uh, suggesting, Shockley, there seems to be a lot of talk about, like, um, like, uh, there seems to be, like, maybe, like, an environmental kind of a... A theme going on here yeah again just uh again there's a little more to this title than just you know again like a little indie title per se like it's it's easy to write it off but i do think that there is a lot to this and i could see myself having fun with this um i do kind of wonder if december 16th is a good release date for it uh considering like i don't think there's anything really dropping in january i know February's looking pretty tight as is, but I don't know, maybe January might have been a better idea since everybody's going to be playing Halo, so I don't know. Well, I mean, one thing about that to consider is, uh, not to change the subject, because I do want to talk about the gunk, um, it does, I, I Jeff Grubb just tweeted about 40 minutes ago that, you know, he's teasing a shadow drop. Uh, to, to me, I'm thinking that I'm thinking now that the, tomorrow the big announcement is going to be Halo. Uh, they're going to release the freaking free-to-play. Wow. And um, if that's the case, uh, I know me and uh, MLD talked about it. Like, we kind of think that maybe that they should steer clear of that for Forza. But to be honest, if they do, we might feel that way for maybe 15 seconds until, until we're playing the game because uh, it'll be uh, absolute hysteria tomorrow if they release this freaking um, multiplayer. And I think that one of the reasons why they might do it is because, um, you know, the day of the release, you know, the game uh with the campaign if they if they have the multiplayer sorted already uh like uh, three weeks prior like if this is gonna do it i think that 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 kind of relieves them in a in a certain aspect um but you know not to take away anything from the gunk but if if that's gonna be the case 
that the uh, the, the the multiplayer released tomorrow uh, that could give Gunk a little bit of breathing room um, because I think most people will be close to finishing the campaign of of Halo. Mm-hmm. Right. That's uh, yeah. That's an interesting perspective to have there. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of looking at Jeff Grubb's tweets at the moment, and yeah, I mean, there does seem to be some suggestion, I suppose, that something could be dropping. I mean, that'd be huge, though, if, uh, if Halo did drop tomorrow. Like, I don't know, like, in a way, like, that would be a really, really nice surprise if they did that, especially for not only the anniversary of Xbox, but the anniversary of Halo Combat Evolved. So I think there's a lot of things that make sense with it, but yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it does it does work on a strategic level. I mean, for one, I mean to be selfish here, if I, I plan to play the campaign and only the campaign, and after that was finished, I would then play multiplayer. Now I can get get my multiplayer fix and play the campaign on December eight. But from a business perspective, it will it is capitalizing on I think Call of Duty and Battlefield. Like Battlefield 2042 is a little bit buggy right now. They can capitalize on that. Call of Duty Vanguard has like franchise fatigue, like a lot of drop off from last year's uh, sales on Call of Duty. So I feel like the multiplayer, it's like it's like the time is right to like sweep away some of that player base into Halo. Uh, also, I think it'd be good for the servers. Like if the campaign and multiplayer uh, guys are playing at the same time, there be might be some server problems. Now it's like they got. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit more of a manageable load if they drop it tomorrow, especially Shadow Drop, because I don't think that I mean we know about this. I mean, people who follow gaming news every day, we we know about this thing happening, but like the gaming general public, like casuals, I don't think they'll hear about this right away. Like they'll gradually figure this out via via word of mouth. So I think the game might drop and it'll get increasingly more popular as more pe people find out via word of mouth. So I think it works on a lot of levels. And in the end, what? It's only three weeks gap between the multiplayer and the campaign. Three weeks is nothing. And I might go, I'm not finished Forza 5 yet. I, I would like to finish Forza 5 before going into Halo, but this way I'll just bounce back and forth. No big deal. I mean, I, I can play what I want to play. This way, I got, when I want a little more of a break from Halo multiplayer, I'll go back to Forza for a bit. So, no big deal. I think it, it, could, it could definitely work. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> Call of Duty yeah. Vanguard has seen a lot more than just fatigue. They Sales are down 40% according to the UK charts because we all seem to hang on the UK charts all of a sudden for some reason. Um, but yeah, and also um, from what I've read, the article I read, uh, Dr. Disrespect even came out and said that he is fatigued on Call of Duty Vanguard and he's pretty much over it. Yeah. And, like, even Battlefield, too, people are coming out and saying, like, you know, Battlefield's kind of half-baked in a lot of ways as well. And they had an extra year to work on, uh, you know, just a multiplayer-focused Battlefield. So, you know, Halo's in a, an interesting spot right now where they can really capture a lot of uh, attention. And if I'm Microsoft, I'm like, hey, you know, this is a, this is a really, really good chance to showcase uh, Halo. Yeah, Ackman uh, was... he. Because after Dr. Disrespect said that thing about the BR, like Halo needs a BR, otherwise it'll be dead in like three weeks, he went back and like listened to like all those mainstreamers that were saying like, man, look, if this had a BR, um, you know, it would, you know, do this. But what he got to their point was, it's not that they want to play a Battle Royale, it's more that they don't think 
they've built their livelihood on it. So they feel like if they were to do anything to deviate from a BR, um, that they put their like livelihood at risk. <laughs> so they want, so these people want are done like playing a lot of these battle Royale type games and want to jump on a halo. They're excited for it. They just don't feel like, Hey, if it doesn't have a BR, I can play. I can't stick with it because my viewers aren't going to stick with it, which is far from the case from like what we're seeing with like, you know, the talk of halo and how so many people are excited. So, um, it'd be, it'd be a good, big PR, you know, move to, uh, just drop that thing free to play, um, you know, tomorrow while everybody is like rapping about games they paid for like Vanguard and, uh, you know, the battle, uh, battlefront 2042. I think that they just, I kind of get the feeling they're going to do this and, and while I kind of, I talked about this, like, I kind of feel like they should let Forge Horizon, uh, like, kind of have its own day and base in the sun, but this is pretty ballsy, man. If you're going to have, if you're going to have Forza release, and then you're going to have this with this release, and then you're going to have the campaign, it kind of, like, makes it a thing where it's, three things compared to one uh, to compare to two and it maximizes uh you know consumption to be honest and i think it makes sense like mld said like yeah you know we'll still we'll bounce back and forth but who's going to complain that you're playing a uh, awesome game of halo in the middle of playing forza horizon i mean Xbox gamers right now, we're, 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 we're getting the lasagna and then we're getting the, the, the steak coming right <laughs> and we See got him reeling it. out the cake? <laughs> they, they got the cake ready to go. And they got shots and they got, I mean, listen, um, I, I hate to say it, I, I think it's a pretty cool idea. And like I said, I was kind of against it, but then the more that I think about it, That'd be pretty exciting. That's all they need to do for the show tomorrow is be like, Shadow Drop, you can play Halo right now. Go play. And people will be just absolutely bananas. So, um, yeah, I'm on board now. I want it. So to add on to what Shockley said about Battle Royale, I have to chuckle at what the premise of Battle Royale is one versus everybody, right? Is that pretty much what it is? even though I get there's some mechanics where you drop in and you got to find your guns and armor, whatever. But technically, Halo has been doing Battle Royale before Battle Royale was a thing. It was actually called Lone Wolf. And that's why I have to chuckle at the whole Battle Royale comments because technically, they've been doing Lone Wolf since at least Halo 3, and that was some of the funnest times for me playing Halo was going in there against 15 other people and completely rocking their world and that now obviously they could build off that like for all we know they could bring lone wolf back and it's just on a much grander scale where you're going to play against 30 people 50 people i don't know but i don't really think they're going to slap that freaking generic battle royale sticker on it well i mean this is diving into the leaks a little bit again i'm not going to spoil anything per se however what i will add on to what you're saying centurion is that 
with Forge, and again, they're making a very beefy Forge coming in about five to six months, give or take. Um, there's going to be tools there that you may be able to make your own BR, your own Battle Royale. Just have the tools there, or at least a Halo version of that. Now, whether that makes it into the final game remains to be seen but i think it would make sense to okay maybe they don't release an official version but again since halo is big on uh, community creation forge creation it makes sense giving uh different creators uh, the tools to make a br or whatever it it may be so again like like I, these these different creators these different streamers that are saying this of course they're going to give it flack because like you guys are saying you know their whole shtick is being a persona and playing battle royale titles so of course when they say you know uh you know halo can't survive without battle royale that's not a fact it's just it again they they want it to happen because, again, that's their their whole livelihood. That's their online persona. See, so. I, I believe Mav in the chat. Shout out to Fun Speculation, awesome dude. Check him out. Uh, he made the most valid argument I've seen yet from anybody on this battle royale situation on the fact that Lone Wolf had respawning, um, and that definitely is a given right there. But I have no idea if they're going to change up the formula for like Lone Wolf and make it to where. I really feel like Lone Wolf is its own standalone version of Battle Royale, and they might even modify that. I just don't think Microsoft wants to call it Battle Royale, because at this point, I feel Battle Royale is just a general game term, and I feel like Halo is more special than that, especially when Halo has been doing something a little bit close to that concept before it was this great big thing, and that's where I feel tweaked a little bit. They could have a version of Lone Wolf that would function like a Battle Royale. It's just not called Battle Royale. Mm -hmm. Yeah, either way, guys, like, don't, like, I, I wouldn't pay too much attention to that stuff. Halo does its own thing, and when, like, and honestly, it's at its best when it does its own thing. Not from copying or anything like that, but just doing, just being Halo. So, I, I wouldn't, again, pay too much attention to that. Um, I know we totally went off track and uh, talked about other things besides the gunk, but I guess there's not a lot of things to go off of with that title. I will say, though, it does look pretty cool, guys. It's a nice little indie title to check out, and I am looking forward to playing it when it does drop in mid-December. Uh, whether I find the time with Halo Infinite or not uh, remains to be seen, but I would like to check it out. And again, guys, if you're looking for a cool little third-person uh, title, then... I suggest looking into it. Uh, again, it'll be available in uh, Game Pass Day 1. All right, guys, and uh, on to our last bit of news. Actually, there's quite a bit to cover here. Um, it's it's definitely a meaty one. Uh, over the last week, we've seen uh, more Xbox projects get leaked out into the wild, as Tim was alluding to earlier. Uh, starting off, uh, Windows Central Jess Corden revealed Compulsion's next game. It's called Midnight or Project Midnight. That's the working title. It's supposedly a third-person action game set in a dark and fantastical world. I mean, to me, that uh, that sounds pretty cool. Uh, MLD, bud. Uh, Compulsion's been quiet over the past few years. 
Um, is this something that, uh, from the sounds of things, does it pique your interest at all? Well, I I, I definitely I definitely read the article. I saw the uh, the screenshots that were leaked. Some kind of like harpy beast for like maybe like that's an enemy type. Um, I think compulsion is one to look for. I didn't play uh, We Happy Few, but obviously you know you, you read you read the reviews, you see the gameplay. Um, gameplay wise, I think it was just limited by the their lack of budget. But creatively, these guys are on point. And they've been quiet for the last few years. They got now the job security, the full funding of Xbox behind them. I think they're finally going to take a crack at like at a genre that I think Xbox really needs right now. Like we we got we got our social multiplayer games, you know, we got our competitive uh, games, but I think we need more of the uh, single player immersive story based games. You know, we're getting we know about uh, things like uh, Hellblade Two, but you know, we we need more than that. We need like a, a fresh face. Uh, fresh creativity. I think Compulsion is the perfect developer for that. Like the, I, th I always viewed them as a wild card uh, for Xbox Studios. Like they, they just like I feel like they just there's something about that. They're like on double finds level in terms of just like create just create creative ideas. So I'm looking forward to this. Um, should be like a uh, from what it looks like it says like it's a coming of age tale. So it takes inspiration of like Southern Gothic uh, uh, art style. So it's definitely something that we haven't seen before, or at least lately in gaming. So it'll definitely be a unique take on, on uh, Xbox's single-player games. But, uh, I mean, to go off topic a little bit, we were, there also was uh, the leak about Obsidian's new, newest game. Like, Obsidian, like these guys, like, uh, these guys have so many games in development. But uh, we got the Josh Sawyer game. That's called, like, uh, Pentiment, or at least that's, like, the yeah. code name. And what's good about that is that, once again, it's something that Xbox is doing. It's so unique. No one else is doing it. It's supposedly this this uh, murder mystery in, like, Renaissance Europe. So, like, I mean, we we all familiar with, like, CSI types of shows, but imagine solving a crime where you don't really have all that scientific stuff to help you solve a crime. Like, you got to just, like, again, like I can't even begin to think of that. But we're going to get a game like that now. There's no combat so it's purely like like a narrative-driven thing where your choices matter. You, um, you talk to everybody, you try and get to the bottom of things. There's probably like a larger conspiracy at play. But again, like Xbox, they're, they're funding these passion projects, and I love that. We get the AAA games, we get the passion projects like this. And again, it's the RPGs that no one else is doing, and I love that. So between Compulsion and this... And whatever Xbox publishing is doing, I can I, we can go on and on and on. Like all these leaks are coming out almost every month, so I think it's very promising. And it's great that Xbox has so much variety. Like it's just it's insane. So I'm looking forward to it. Right, and I know like Tim was alluding to this earlier that again it does suck for some of the teams that when these projects leak into the wild, you know, it does ruin a surprise a little bit. But at the same time, people are excited. The fans are excited to hear about this stuff because they know what's in the pipeline. And you hear about projects that you never would have thought of would have existed under Xbox uh, five, six years ago. And now it's like we're hearing about all these different genres uh, all these different projects that, again, they're not even a part of Xbox Game Studios, but again, from the global publishing. And there's a whole slew of them. It's not just shooters, it's not just racers, it's 
RTS, it's uh, fantasy RPGs, and so on. Like, just all these different things. There's a lot of variety here. And it's just really exciting to see all this uh, coming to fruition. Uh, Obsidian, like you had mentioned, MLD, I'm just really impressed with at the moment. They announced the Outer Worlds 2. They have Avowed. Uh, and, they're, yeah, they're working on... Uh, what is it grounded still and yeah, now it will be finished uh, it'll be like it's 1.0 version in 2022 it'll finally be a complete game so yeah looking forward to that too mhm yeah and there's so still so many people that play that game it's amazing and uh, they still you know they, I got to admit I'm very impressed very impressed with what they've done with uh, grounded but this uh, uh pentiment yeah it's it's described as like an indie style game again it's a very it's a much smaller title but at the same time you're like an investigator in 16th century Europe uncovering the truth of a murder it's supposed to be like heavy in dialogue and similar to Disco Elysium which I'll admit I never played but I've, I've heard a lot of and people say a lot of good things about that title um, but just the like Obsidian has to be like one of Xbox's best purchases out of all these studios just the amount of the amount of content coming out of them is just mind-boggling between them and uh, playground games oof oof just uh, just amazing stuff here um mld did anything else like have you uh, seen the other leaks anything else catch your eye here oh uh, those are the main two for me i mean mm -hmm. now i don't know if anybody caught this but there was another project leaked by Jeff Grubb. Uh, he had suggested that a new 1 versus 100 game oh. is in development. That's right. I, I totally forgot about that. Because I actually played... I was like, I was playing that too when I was on uh, Xbox 360 back in the day. And this is... This, it's, it's a nice thing to, for, to do because it's just, it's just pure PR. It gets people involved, gets people talking, gets people engaged. I think that's what Microsoft want the most is just people coming back for more again engaged and i think one verse 100 if that were to be revived that would be it, it would be it would cause a, everyone would be talking about it. it it's just constant pr generation which is great i, I would definitely play that, that again because I, I think last when it was first on uh like they gave like free games away they gave away like you know my, uh, xbox money away yeah. Like, yeah. like it gives you incentive to play and to watch and to spectate it's it, it, I think it'll be a slam. It'll be a slam if they do it. Yeah, I mean, from what uh, he's saying, uh, Grub, he's saying that's in development at Alt Space VR. I think it's a section of their mixed reality team, and it will utilize the 3D avatars that are part of the team's VR. So obviously, that whole metaverse stuff that they were announcing like a week or so ago, and just funny too, because we were talking about uh, it was brought up, I think, in the in the last show, uh, one versus one hundred. So, I mean, to me, that makes perfect sense, bringing that type of game, especially with uh, the whole community-driven aspect to it. So, I mean, that's that's one of those titles that it's like a no-brainer to me. It's like, you know, that would be great. Although, I mean, I would still like to use my Xbox avatar if that's possible. Like, I, don't, I didn't see anything mentioned there. I, I would love to see more use for my Xbox avatar besides taking dorky pictures with it. So, now that's just me. Uh, and there was another project, guys, talked about, uh, Project uh, Vonnegut, or Vonnegut, uh, sorry if I'm pronouncing it uh, wrong, guys, um, 
but uh, both Jeff Corden and Jeff Grubb had suggested that this project, uh, you know, is another one in development. And Grubb uh, was saying that it seems to be a new Shadowrun game. I mean, Shadowrun, everybody remember that? I mean, it was that a two was an awesome game. I remember that in 2007. Yeah, that was uh, that was right before Halo 3. Um, yeah, bad timing. That's like Titanfall <laughs> 2, bad timing. It was, it was also a PC... Yes. Was it a PC 360 release? Yes, it, it was. was. Cross-play. It was crossplay too, yeah. Yeah. I was too busy playing Dead Rising back then. You so. know, <laughs> as far as these projects, you know, they've had... This is, this is like I said, when I talked about exclusives... Uh, the Sarah Bond, I guess, is just absolutely going bananas. <laughs> She's getting, it seems like, you know, the Wu-Tang, uh, and I've done some digging on that because that's a personal uh, favor of mine, a favorite of mine. Uh, that's real, supposedly. Uh, you know, Shaolin, Project Shaolin, Project IO Interactive game, Project Dragon game. Uh, the Contraband was a project that they uncovered. So this stuff has been pretty accurate. And like I said, Joe Neat got very uh, upset on Twitter after uh, Jeff and uh, Jez put up these articles because, um, you know, they talked about the one the, the one game that looks really cool from um, uh, our friends at... Uh, what's the studio's name? Um... Uh, what's the studio's name that they got? The, the, it's the smallest studio. In Xbox. Uh, Double Fine? Compulsion, yeah. Oh, Compulsion, yeah. Yeah, sorry, no, Compulsion. Compulsion. And there is some stuff to that Compulsion that uh, hasn't been released yet that's really cool. Um, you know, they talked about that game that looks really awesome. They showed conce- conce- Conception Art. Um, they talked about some other stuff, too. But there's, like, there's like ten projects right now that that have been teased. Or so, you know, uh, if you could, you, you know, com- you consider the ones that already have come out, like Contraband, um, and uh, you know, this stuff I would say is all real too. So like people were saying, no, oh, it's just rumors. It really isn't a rumor because the stuff, this stuff has been more or less. You know, vetted, and uh, when you get like reactions of Joni, um, who's the guy on Sea of Thieves, you know, he talks about how these leaks are, you know, uh, hurting the developer and how it's, it's it's heartbreaking for them, and that's a whole different other discussion. But all he's doing is legitimizing the leaks. That's why you never should ever do that because when you do that, you know that the stuff is real. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I don't think it's a big deal because I think people forget. And when they announce it, it kind of, you know, rekindles everything. And, and then people, you know, obviously take to it. And, and it's, it's, I don't think it's the end of the world to, to have these things being talked about. But, um, yeah, these projects are real. And uh, there's some really cool stuff. There's a project uh i don't know what it's called but it's from the sega banner or saga banner developer uh, oh project belfry yes belfry the wu-tang one from uh brass network or something brass studios um and uh you know uh there's a lot of this stuff that's going on so 
for me, it's really cool because it just it just shows me how much they're investing. Whereas, you know, you go back to 2017, Shannon Loftus was like excited about, you know, uh, you know, there was, a, a, you know, there was there was not much, very little. <laughs> you know what I mean, like. Disney game and uh, so you had you the know. Disneyland game. You had um, Super Lucky's Tale and Zoo Tycoon, the Shannon Loftus right. trilogy. Yes, and that was when my friend Zaire lost his mind and said he was done with Xbox. And you know what? Uh, looking back, you know he definitely had some personal gripes that that you know I I, I could see where he was coming from. But now <laughs> it's like a totally different ball game and. It's just nice to see, you know, and and there's a lot of stuff that we don't know about. Uh, but, yeah, this stuff is real. And um, for me, the one that I'm looking more at is the IO Interactive game. Sounds really cool. And the, uh, the Wu-Tang, you know, it doesn't have to be AAA. Uh, that's perfect. I mean, I'm a huge Wu-Tang fan. I followed them since the beginning. Um, you know, I've were in their projects i was you know worked in their projects i've you know i've i've been in uh you know the, i've been in actual uh odb's projects i just i'm a new yorker so but you know um and i love their music and uh big fan of them and uh for them to for that for that it's like a dream come true for me um so i'm really looking forward to that but yeah it's 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 great that they have these games and um, I don't really have a problem with them getting leaked because it's all stuff that's kind of, you know, up in the air anyway. And until we really get a reveal and the trailer comes, that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. You know, people aren't going to say, oh, well, I knew about this. You know, most people forget about it. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Tim. Like, at the end of the day, like, we don't know anything. All we know is, okay, there's a project named this. There's a couple of details that come out, but it's like, you know, we're genuinely excited for what's to come. You know, again, like this compulsion game, for example, I was really curious to see what this studio was working on after We Happy Few, which I actually really enjoyed We Happy Few for all its faults. And, you know, just again, with Microsoft's backing, I'm curious to see, uh, you know, just the, the sheer like size and scope of this title. Now, again, leaks, you know, okay, we have all these project leaks, but you just see genuine excitement and curiosity for these projects. I mean, okay, developers might be bummed, and, I, you know, I could see it from their perspective, but at the same time, it's like, well, isn't that a good thing that people are excited for what you guys are making and for what's coming? And that's even without trailers and so on. So, yeah, I think the general, the greater good is served because... The, the casual greater gaming public doesn't really follow this kind of news. Like only, only like, like like only guys like us do. Like the vote, like the the minority of hardcore gamers that go online every day and stay in the loop. So the developers can at least rest easy knowing that that the the secret as a whole is still a secret. But in the end, it just it combats the narrative that Xbox is trying to shake uh, from the Xbox One uh, generation that there's more games now than we know what to do with. And it gets the PR going. It gets gamers talking. And overall, Xbox gamers are happy with the brand. We're like, we're proud of it. We want them to keep doing it. So I think overall, the greater good is is served here. Yeah. 
I have to say that these leaks, if you want to call them leaks, play a fundamental role in in gaming as a whole. Um, I once had the ability to ask one of the, the guys over in Xbox marketing, is there such a thing as a controlled leak? And he answered and said, no, there's there's no such thing as a controlled leak. Um, but let's look at the, the other half of this coin here. Jeff Grubb, Jez Gordon, they still tell these individuals th- individuals things that other people don't know with the premise that probably more than one day they are going to more than likely say something, but they're going to be respectful about it. It's not like it's kind of like they're helping build hype. I mean, with what we saw, at least with Project Midnight, uh, I love the concept art, the, the houses on top of the trees, um, the picture of uh, the harpy or the Valkyrie type character and the stages of evolution that could take place. Uh, PTK Blam on last night's show on the shop podcast kind of like hinted and I like the way he said it. It reminds him of, or at least the way it talks about it in the photos, it reminds him of like a Louisiana style Bioshock. Um, I, I think that actually is pretty cool and I actually would love to play a game that would probably be steeped in that almost like, like, I mean, if you go to New Orleans, there's like a different culture to the whole to the whole city, especially when it comes to, um, you know, that whole mystical side of the city and that southern roots. And I really think Project Midnight is going to be a very interesting game that comes out of Compulsion Games. Um, and the, the, the two writers of these articles, um, they are very respectful. I mean, we heard Compulsion always talking about a new, a, them creating a new game, which put Compulsion on everybody's radar. This helps build that radar blip for everybody to all of a sudden, oh, Compulsion Games is going to be at this, you know, this date's show next year. And, everybody, and anybody interested in Project Midnight is like, oh, I'm going to be there because I know Compulsion Games is is making this project men i remember when like how does knowing at least the project code name affect anything we all knew about uh project anaconda project scarlet project lockhart all those all the console names that were floating around for years that before we knew it was going to be called the series s and the series x um everybody thought the lockhart was a myth so just because you know the project name still doesn't lock anything in in my opinion, what is a bad leak is when somebody comes out like a blatant a-hole like Jeff Keeley did the day of the reveal of the Xbox One X, and just before the show, he blasted the price out on the internet, completely ruining the high point of the show. That's basically stealing someone's thunder. That's not building up the... Uh, the hype for something for everybody to tune in and see what they're creating. That's just stealing the thunder. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, I remember. Uh, yeah. There was uh, some comments. There's a reason why. That. There's a reason why <laughs> Jeff Keeley didn't know that Phil Spencer was going to reveal the Series X at Jeff Keeley's own show. Like when you see his own excitement when Phil Spencer did that, he was in shock that he did not know that was going to take place. All he knew is that Phil Spencer had an announcement, and he didn't know nothing past that. They literally keep Jeff Keeley at like literally a ten foot pole distance when it comes to anything important because you don't want to ruin your reputation on being able to hold on this to this information. They obviously give Jeff Keeley, I mean not Jeff Keeley, they give uh, Jeff Grubb and Jez Gordon this info knowing that if they do leak something they're going to be primarily very respectful in how it's delivered and they're not just going to completely blatantly just throw all the cards on the table right and it is interesting too uh when you say a uh, like a 
a Louisiana Bioshock or a Bayou Bioshock because some of the uh, the key studio members at Compulsion, I think they were actually ex-Bioshock developers too, which is interesting, um, if I'm remembering that correctly. Like a couple of the uh, the higher-ups there. So Yeah, they were, which makes sense when you look at We Happy Few that gave a ton of Bioshock. A lot of people thought it was like, is this a new Bioshock? Yeah. <laughs> well, even I had that impression, Eric, but uh, <laughs> it definitely wasn't in a lot of ways. I mean, it's still a cool game. But uh, it, you know, I'll admit it had its uh, yeah. From that first trailer, though, that first trailer, like that they dropped at E three, that gave off like a lot of Bioshock vibes. But that's what's great about that dev is that like they were they intrigued like a ton of people with that trailer, whether or not they follow up, followed up on like the gameplay, <laughs> um, you know, with the budget they had, but. I think now, given that all bets, you know, all reins are off of them, um, and now their creativity can, you know, go wild. Um, you know, I'm definitely excited to see what's coming out of their uh, wheelhouse for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Again, compulsion. I've I've stated it on the show quite a few times. I'm very curious to see what comes out of them. I would not be surprised if that, again, we haven't heard something from them in, well, at least two years, I would think, ever since the We Happy Few DLC finished. So I would not be surprised if we were to get something out of them for, I don't know, let's say around E3 time, like June um, next year. But time will tell on that one, guys. Uh, Anyone else have anything else to add on this topic or no? Yes. Okay, guys, I think um, we're going to call it a night and start wrapping things up here. Really great talk tonight. Uh, Certainly lots discussed with the Xbox anniversary. Uh, Todd Howard's uh, comments on all things Bethesda. Loads of Xbox project leaks and the gunk. Uh, To everyone that tuned in tonight, uh, thank you. It was a pleasure having you all here as per usual. Don't forget to support the show by dropping a like, subbing to the channel, and sharing this out absolutely everywhere. You know, despite what YouTube thinks, we appreciate you uh, being here, being active, and showing your love for the show. So again, give a thumbing, whether you like it or not. Prefer prefer that you like it, though. Um, Over to the outros, and uh, Tim Buddy, great show tonight. Where can everybody follow you at? You can follow me on a Twitter, xcloudtimdog, and um, follow me every Sunday night, Monday, and Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Tomorrow, Monday, it should be fun. Stay tuned for uh, the show, and um, the show uh, for from Xbox, maybe we'll get some Halo. I'm hearing uh, this really might be real, so let's, let's see, and uh, great show. All right, all right. Yeah, that would that would certainly be interesting. Uh, we'll all keep our eyes and heels, ears peeled uh, tomorrow for that. Uh, moving on here, General MLD Bud. Uh, love the commentary tonight. Uh, really good stuff. Where can everybody follow you? Thank you, thank you. Uh, at MLD Ghost is my Twitter. General MLD for YouTube. And well, I cannot wait for tomorrow. Got Monday off, uh, coincidentally, so I'm going to be watching it. And fingers crossed we'll get uh, some Halo stuff uh, dropped. So, yeah, can't wait for that. Totally, bud. 
Uh, moving on here, Centurion Pal. Again, loved your takes tonight. Uh, where can all these fine people follow you at? All right. Thank you, gentlemen, for another amazing TXR podcast. This was an absolutely fun show once again. Thank you to everybody in the chat for tuning in. For those interested in finding my content, you can locate it at Centurion1307 on YouTube. You can also find me on Twitter and Xbox Live by that name as well. Um, I am continuously trying to create new content. Um, I did try a new project piece that I put out to a couple good friends. And it's basically kind of being modified and a little bit of editing is going to take place before it gets out into the wild. So look forward to that. Uh, for those that actually enjoy hearing my comments, you can always find me right here every Sunday night on the TXR podcast with these amazing gentlemen that I consider like part of my second fam in life. And you'll find another part of my second fam where I also do another show every Saturday night right over on the shop podcast. Oh, yeah, and we, we certainly love the fine folks over at the uh, Shop Podcast there. And who do we got here? Eric Shockley, buddy. Hey, bud. Good stuff tonight. Where can everybody follow you? Yeah, as always, you can find me at Shocknero on Twitter, Easy Shock on the Xbox Live. And it's funny, I was playing that, uh, that GTA. <laughs> Dude, they messed this up. Okay, just to give you one last tidbit. Like, there's a part in Vice City where you and Vince, uh, or Vance, or Lance, I forget his name, goddamn, uh, dress up like cops, right? Um, well, Lance's head is, we're in these cop suits or uniforms. His head's a little bit smaller. It's kind of like that candy, uh, sucks picture that you've been seeing around where her head's smaller. And my uniform's like the new up-resed Fortnite, you know, character-ish looking uniform but his uniform's like the old uniform they didn't change it it looks so i'll show you i'll tweet out a picture here in a moment it looks ridiculous wow Oof. I don't, I... <laughs> like they didn't even try he's the only one with a different uniform than all the cops yikes uh i have a feeling we're gonna see a lot more images coming through as uh, people uh pick apart all those games oh that's uh, like really it's, and it's his old face you know how his, his new face looks like a Fortnite. his old fa they took his old character's face that's who who's who he is right now in this uniform oof so <laughs> he's the old character Game not the new one rockstar games uh, saw that crown that cd project red crafted they, they, when they had the the, the cyberpunk debacle but cyberpunk like was just because the game was very over ambitious See, uh, take two wants the crown now because they just wanted a rush job and a money grab. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe I just saw that. Oof, that's rough. But uh, anyways, guys, to end things off, this is Invader, and you can find my content over on YouTube at Invader Gaming. Really, really fun show tonight, fellas. Um, you know, we're already looking forward to next Sunday. Hopefully we get to talk about Again, all the stuff that's appearing tomorrow from the Xbox Anniversary Show. And a few more things. Of course, there's always stuff that will drop during the week. So, uh, 